In this episode of Locked On Lightning, we're continuing our midseason grades. Today, we talk about the goaltenders and defenders. All that more, but first, let's play that music. You're Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. I just want to remind you that this episode of Locked On Lightning is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Today, we're discussing our mid... Well, we're continuing our discussion on the midseason grades. Uh, If you want to backtrack... We last week did the forwards. We basically went off of what the the player cards that the athletic.com posts uh, for each player. And basically we make our own assumptions there. Well, not our own assumptions, but we give everybody a grade. And and I believe the only player that didn't get a grade last week was Anthony Sorelli because he hasn't played really those that many of games he got a little bit of a late start uh didn't play start playing till about um about november so uh you know i'm gonna give him uh, a grade though at the end of the season when we do our end of the year grade so uh we'll backtrack on him but today we're talking about our defenders we're talking about our goaltenders and these i've been really much looking forward to because you know, the storyline with the Lightning, you know, why are they playing well? You know, we always talk about that, but why aren't they playing well? What are some of the reasons as to why maybe they're third in the division instead of maybe second? Because I, I firmly believe they're a way better team. Well, not way better, but I think that they are a, a significantly better team than the Toronto Maple Leafs. So we'll start first with... Uh, one of the best defenders in the NHL for the entirety of his career. This year, he has really taken a step back, and that that is Victor Hedman. Uh, Victor Hedman, and if you're watching us on YouTube, you can follow along with the graphic. If not, if you're listening on an audio platform, uh, I'll talk to everybody through it. Don't worry. So we start with Victor Hedman today. So Victor Hedman. Uh, this season through 42 games played, 20, uh, averaging about 24 minutes of ice time, two goals and 31 points. And that's a little bit of, not a little bit, but a way bit of a setback uh, for Victor Hedman, who does average around the 14 uh, goal mark, had 20 goals last year. His ice time is a little bit down this year. Not significantly down, but still nonetheless. And the thing, obviously, the glaring thing uh, that you see for him on his offensive side of things is the points. 31 points on track to finish with 64. That's not too far down uh, from what he normally does. Uh, the la- In 1920 and 2021, he finished both those years with 68 points. Uh, last year, he had a, very much of an uptick in his points uh, with with 85. So what is the issue? What is the issue with Hedy? 
why is we feel as least as a whole um and also you know the other thing on this card just keep in mind we do have uh the salary versus the market value which surprisingly enough his salary is 7.9 aav but his market value is 9.4 so there is a bit of an uptick there but you must be asking yourself adam then what are you saying why is he having a you know maybe a little bit of a down year it's because i i believe it was back in november he missed a game uh, i believe it was a lower body injury and since then he's just he has not been himself and and it's one of those things where you know we we talk about stats so much heavily heaven heavily involved can't talk today people heavily involved in today's game. And and this goes across all of sports, not just the NHL. And with Hedman, yeah, you might look at his numbers and say, well, he's not too far off, yet he's far off the pace of what he had last year. But if you look at how the player, Victor Hedman, is, the the movements, the eye test, uh, this is a completely different player. Uh, you see on the defensive side of things, not as quick or as agile. We do see flashes of that, that ability that we are so accustomed to seeing from Victor Hedman. And it's a little bit of a frustrating time for this to happen, considering the Lightning defensive core hasn't been exactly up to, I guess, the standards that we have seen from it over the last I, I would guess I would I would probably say four seasons, and a lot of that has to do there. There's been a little bit of a change, a, a little bit of a changing of the guard. Jan Ruto leaving in free agency, whereas uh, Ryan McDonough was traded to to Nashville to alleviate some salary cap uh, stress on the team, and then that coupled with. Victor Hedman obviously dealing with some sort of injury that is kind of holding him back from playing the way that we all expect him to. So uh, the good thing is, though, that we got the all-star break coming up. He's going to have a week off and and kind of be able to pretty much do nothing and and be able to recuperate and stay off his feet. And and hopefully, you know, I did see something online. Uh, it, It was interesting. And this is probably a conversation for a whole nother episode uh, there was a Lightning Twitter uh, user. I don't remember the handle, and I wouldn't say it out loud because I don't want them to get any flack. But they said that the Lightning should um, put him on IR for the rest of the season and or or trade him, actually, which is even a kind of an out-of-pocket thing to say. You know, he's he's injured. He's not out of his prime. There's Those are two different things. So, um you know, it's interesting to see what the Lightning will do with him going forward. I don't think it's going to get to the point that he will uh, be placed on IR, but I, I, I think that there needs to be some sort of decision to be made on what to do uh, for Victor Hedman, not about Victor Hedman. And I think that's the really important thing that we all need to remember that, you know, as at a character as his play has been this year, I don't think he has been that much of a detriment to this team to where he is single-handedly losing games. Now, um, actually in the past, I think the Lightning have been so spoiled with his play that it's almost um, 
it's brought them back down to earth and has allowed other players like Eric Chernak and 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 Mikhail Sergachev and and along with the emergence of Nick Pervix, which we'll get to uh, a little later on, uh, has really allowed those guys to flourish and and really have more of a an effect on the defensive side of things more so than what we've seen uh, in years past. So speaking of Mikhail Sergachev, we're moving on to him. Uh, real quick to end the segment, uh, the first half of this segment. So Mikhail Sergachev, salary of a uh, 4.8 mil currently, market values at nine. And right now he sits at six goals on pace for 10, 30 points on the season on pace for 52. And really, I, I, I think that this has been the year that we've all been waiting from Sergachev. Because I firmly believe, and I've said this over the past couple of years, if you've been a listener of this show, that Sergey has been, I think, he's been one of the players that where he shows flashes in a pan of the potential that he has. We all know that he has. And we still, <clears throat> we still see that development. We still see uh, all that, you know, he's very young. A lot, of, you know, it feels like he's been around for 20 years, but he's only 24 years old. Uh, but really, we're starting to see the potential emergence of the star or, you know, the changing of the guard, have you, if you want to call it that, where the next great defenseman on this Lightning team, um, where not only that, I mean, he he has really, I think, cleaned it up defensively. Last year, he was a big issue. It was a big issue for him. Uh, turnovers were a big issue for him. A lot of his turnovers, especially at the blue line, led to uh, odd man advantage chances down the other way. And he's really cut down on that this year. We've seen some instances of that bubbling back to the surface. But for the most part, I think he's really done a good job of of really playing a, a cleaner game. Uh, and, and the thing that I really like the most about him, and I've always liked about him, and I've said this from day one since we've we've started this show, is that he he has the potential, and you see it, and you saw it during these these two playoffs, uh, the two play the two Stanley Cup uh, runs. Excuse me, like I said, I can't talk today. Bear with me. Is that he he shows that he could do everything. He's a five-tool defender. Uh, he could score. He could defend. He could play physical. Uh, he could be a leader out there. He could quarterback a power play. And we're starting to see all that come to the surface, especially with the offensive numbers taking a jump this year. Uh, I would like to see him score a little bit more often. Now, obviously, I can't expect him to to do what Eric Carlson has done this year with San Jose, but you know, one could dream. I think he definitely has that potential, and I think that um, – if you're looking at, you know, the next, like I said, the next big uh, defenseman to be one of the leaders on this team, because yeah, Victor Hedman's 32, but as we all know, defensemen tend to either have a lot of longevity or they have, they tend to break down relatively fast. So, uh, you know, as, as, as much as you would love to see Victor Hedman play for the next, you know, seven years, I mean, you know, you always got to prepare for the future. And Mikhail Sergachev is definitely the future. So we'll continue our midseason grades. And, and you know, 
right now I'm giving Sergachev and Hedman. I'm giving Hedman probably a B minus. Sergachev probably a B. Uh, I think Sergachev, like I said, I think you know he's playing a lot better this year. I would like to see him score a little bit more. You know, not significantly more, but a little bit more here and there. Um, and we, like I said, we do see the turnovers here and there. Not not as not as often as we saw uh, last year. And then Hedman. I'm giving him a B minus because I still think all things considered with the injury that the undisclosed injury that he does have, I still think that he uh, has played well. I think he's played solid. Has he been a first line defensive level of play? I don't think so. I, I, I think that, you know, given who he is and what he's done before that first line defensive spot is definitely his and will always be his for as long as he's on this team. But yeah, I, I, I think that um, really it comes down to injury. I think if he could get rested, if, you know, we could, he could, unless this is something that requires surgery, which it, that would be a nightmare if that's actually is what happens. Um, I, I, I think that the all-star break will be the best thing for him and, and, you know, it can't, it can't come soon enough uh, for Victor Hedman. So we'll keep on discussing the defensemen and then we'll go on to the goaltenders to end the show in just a little bit. But first I want to talk about today's sponsor and that is FanDuel. Now the NFL playoffs are here. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy and I love FanDuel because it's super easy to use and the app is super safe. If you're just new to betting, they have all types of bets that you could place on on any scenarios throughout the course of a game, a sporting event. So go there right now. So football fans, sport fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet on and get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So once again, I want to thank everybody for making us your first listener of the day. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. Give us a follow on our YouTube page uh, and, and hit that notification button. And, and once again, below this video, uh, drop your comments, drop your, your grades for all the players, not just the defensemen. I want to I want you guys to to also put your grades if you haven't already done so for the the forwards. Do that as well. So, yeah, I, I mean, you know, Victor Hedman. How much can we really talk about him? To a point, you know, we like I said, I think it's just a matter of him being injured and and really, really, it, it's one of those things where he just needs time. He really needs the time to to, to get his body right, but. The one shining star, I mean, there's been a couple of moments and stars on this team on the defensive side of things, but the one of the one of the players that I think has been really clutch this year, uh, especially with the absence of Ryan McDonough uh, being traded to Nashville, has been Eric Chernak. And Eric Chernak has really, in my opinion, slid into that role of being the defensive defenseman, uh, the guy who really has to make the big plays here and there uh relatively easily <laughs> and, and i think this was a role that i think everybody expected him to to fall uh to fall into and 
this 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 market value number that and like I said, these these cards, these player cards, if you want to call them, are all provided by the athletic. Now Chernak's salary is three mil. His market value is two point eight. So he's actually he's actually viewed and, and, and it's funny, the, the role, the role, if you look at the top right of the card, if you're watching us on YouTube, it says he's a deaf defenseman. I don't agree with that in the slightest. I, I really don't. I if I could control the lines myself, I would have Eric Chernak play on the first line every single shift, every single game with Victor Hedman. I just really like what Chernak has done. Like I said, uh, like I've said with with Hedman, you know, yeah, we look at the numbers in hockey. We 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 look at offensive production as well in today's NHL. But at the same time, you know, numbers don't tell the whole difference. Now, take it as you will, the offensive numbers with Chernak, I don't care. I don't even look at plus minus as like a big thing for defensemen. I I look at, you know, with defensemen in the NHL, you, you always have to, unless they're an offensive defenseman, uh, like like a Cal McCarr or an, or an Eric Carlson, you can't really judge these guys solely based on the offensive numbers because that's a majority of these guys that isn't their game. That isn't something that they could do. And Chernak, that's certainly not something for him. He has 10 points on the season. One of those is a goal. He's on pace for three goals and on pace for 22 points. Uh, right around pretty much what you would expect him to be. Had a little bit of a jump in 2021. Uh, 32 points there with nine goals. But I'm not expecting him to be at the top of the the list of the offensive you know, categories for a defenseman. But Chernak, like I said, I think he has done a very good job. Um, you know, there are certain defensemen like Mikhail Sergachev, like Victor Hedman, you kind of expect them to do everything. Uh, Eric Chernak, that's just simply not his game. He plays defense. That's it. That's fine. That's more than I would that's more than I would like for him. And, and I think that he's done a very good job. And yeah, I would expect him if he could just stay healthy, which we all know he has had some of his Issues with injuries back in the past. If he could just stay healthy, I think that this team would be fine, uh, especially in the playoffs where defense is such a huge part of the game. And and uh, a guy like Chernak who who can get down and block shots, that's going to be a big deal. And as we all know, um, clogging up shooting lanes is such a big deal uh, in the NHL playoffs. So I give Chernak a, a B plus. Um you know, I, I think the only thing holding him back from having an A is it's a little bit more verse, ver, uh, just a little bit more uh, diversity to his game, which it is what it is. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure depending on what his numbers will be at the end of the season, he could definitely get himself up to an A, even if his offensive numbers do not take a jump. Um, it, it and because, you know, like I said, with Chernak, I, it's not just about numbers. It's really not about numbers. It's more about, you know, what he's doing on the ice, what he's doing on the defensive side of things. And there's really not that many st statistical uh, uh, categories in the NHL that could characterize uh, the effect that a player has uh, on that part of the game. So moving on to one of the newer faces on this Lightning team, and that is Ian Cole. Now, Ian Cole, I was 
in the offseason when he was signed, I was I was a little bit surprised with the signing. I, I wasn't really too crazy about it. Uh, he's 33. He's got a lot of miles on him. His market value, he has been playing well this year. His his salary is $3 million. His market value is 7.7. And he kind of, and, and I don't know who made and, and I agreed with a, a lot of these numbers and, and the rules. If you want to go back uh, to the forward segment that we did last week, I agreed with most of those. I don't know who did these for the lightning for the defenseman, but I don't agree with any of these roles. Uh, they're saying he's a top four. I don't think Ian Cole is a top four defenseman. Uh, he's definitely a third line Um and 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 that's pretty much it. I mean, he's, you know, he's he's not young, but he's not old. I I just think that he's a he's a deft guy at this point in his career. Uh, he's good. He's made some very good plays this year. He kind of reminds me of like a poor man's Eric Eric Chernak with a whole lot more experience. Um, I think that that's what Ian Cole brings to the table. I think that's. Uh, what the Lightning have needed, especially with some of, you know, the young defensemen that they have had uh, early on in the season, especially with Cal Foot, who has just been, it, it's just been disappointing <laughs> with Cal Foot this year, which we don't have a grade for him. I mean, the grade for him is just, even though he doesn't have a card in this segment, Cal Foot is probably a, 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 a D. You know, I, I really don't want to give any players Ds. But I mean, Calfoot has not played well this year, and and so so I really think that Ian Cole's really his job this year was to come in, uh, be a solid defender uh, on the third line, um, lead his teammates out there, and he's done that. Uh, he he's done what he's he I kind of he kind of reminds me of a defensive version also of uh, the kind of role that Pierre Edouard Belmar has. He just needs to go out there, do the small things, and that is enough. And he has done that. So uh, I would say probably probably a B, solid B for Ian Cole. Um, really not looking for too much out of him in terms of what else is he going to do, uh, what he can do. Uh, would be nice if we could get a little bit more offensive production out of him. But, I mean, we could say the same for – every single defenseman on this team. So uh, we're going to jump. We're, we're going to talk about today's sponsor real quick, and then we'll get, uh, we'll finish up these reviews in our last segment. But first I want to talk about our last sponsor of the day, and that is athletic greens. Uh, I love athletic greens. I use them every single day. I use it in the morning, every single day with, with one scoop and a, and a cup of water. That's all I need to get me started. Uh, right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient and daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. What your first purchase, all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So wrapping things up here, we're continuing our grades. Uh, we just finished up with Ian Cole. We've done Mikhail Sergachev. We've, we've done Victor Hedman. We've done Eric Chernak. And we have a couple more names plus the two goaltenders to talk about. And so we got 
Zach Bogosian, uh, back with the lightning once again, a death, uh, which, which, which is weird. You know, I, it's like I said, going back to what I said about the, the, the roles that, that whoever has put on these cards, Ian, they had Ian Cole as a top four defenseman. I don't, on what team is he, is he a top four defenseman? Maybe not on the lightning hundred percent, but on other teams, probably depending on who we're talking about there. But, uh, Zach Bogosian, another player that, uh, another defenseman that his job is just to go out there, play defense, shut down the other team. And that's what he's done for the most part this year. Uh, only played 21 games thus far this year, which is fine. You know, I, I'm indifferent about it. You know, I, I'm more can I, he's done what he's supposed to do this year. He seemed a little slow at times, but you know, he's a big guy, 6'2", 222 pounds. You know, he does take a beating on a nightly basis. So, you know what? All things all things considered, uh, Zach Bogosian, another leader, leader out there on the ice for this Lightning team, especially with some young Lightning defensemen out there. I'm going to give Bogo a solid B. I, I, I think he has played well for what you would expect to get out of him. And, yeah, it, that reflects – perfectly in his salary versus market value uh 900k there and 900k on both sides so it is what it is i i mean i'm i'm perfectly fine with him i would wish that we could get him more consistently on the top line with headman um it, just because that that's very nostalgic part to me at least you know especially with uh bogo's first year with the lightning um, you know, he does play mostly on the first line with Hetty, but I feel like, and we all know this, um, Cooper will change things up throughout the course of a game. And, and, you know, I mean, I said the same thing about Eric Chernak. So, but, you know, obviously you can't have three defensemen out there at a time unless it's a PK, but even then, um, I do like, yeah, like I said, I, I could interchange Chernak and Bogo out there on the first line with Hetty. Um, that's why before when I was talking about, you know, I don't know what the Lightning have planned for Victor Hedman. Um, if they're going to sit him out here and there for a couple of stretches just to get him ready for the playoffs. Uh, I don't think that would be a bad idea heading into the later months of the season. And you have Bogo and Chernak playing with each other uh, on the first line. I think that's perfectly fine. Those two guys, uh, you know, Bogosian, Chernak, Cole. Sergeyev, you have a bunch of leaders on this back back end there for the Lightning. So, and, and a lot of guys who you know aren't going to score except Sergeyev and Pervex, but those guys, uh, the other guys, are there to be the anchors. And you know, Bogo has been nothing but an anchor uh, during his tenure with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, uh, yeah, a, a B for 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 Zach Bogosian. So, moving on to Nick Pervex, who has lit the world on fire, uh, at least the Lightning world on fire. And you can see it, rookie, uh, four goals this year, 12 points. And the reason why I think a lot of people have been, like, very impressed by him. And, and again, the, the I don't know who's putting in these roles for these cards, but none of this makes sense. His role is the press box. I I, I don't understand. I, I don't I don't understand. I, I don't know. Are, are we saying that now he doesn't deserve to be in the lineup, Athletic? Um, <laughs> I just think that he has been a very pleasant surprise. Um, like I said, you know, out of the players 
in this offense, I mean, this defensive core, the offense predominantly really comes from Sergachev and Hedman. And in a year where Victor Hedman has not really played well, and when I say well, well by Victor Hedman's standards, you know, Nick Pervix has played well. And he's also shown that he has potential, you know, if he, he has continued to develop. And he's a little bit older than you would imagine that you would expect from a rookie. He's 24. That's because he went to college. I would like to see him maybe develop a little more if there is room for development. Like I said, he's 24. I feel like with a lot of players around 24, 25, 26, is that's kind of what you see is what you get. And Nick Pervix right now kind of reminds me of Eric Chernak, but with a little bit more offensive prowess. And I would like to see him take on that offensive role. I, I don't know what that would entail. You know, now he's currently on the line with Mikhail Sergachev, which perfectly fine you have kind of like an offensive minded sort of line um i would like to see john cooper and maybe this is something some lightning fans could agree with me with is that a couple of seasons ago when we went into the bubble and then the season afterwards one thing that really stood out and this was really the reason why victor henman was scoring a lot of goals and, and tallying a lot of points is because John Cooper was having him inch up into the high slot. And he was being very aggressive in the offensive zone, which is great. My my question is, I'm curious to see if if John Cooper would be willing to do that with Nick Pervix. Because I feel like he is smart enough. He he's He has the instincts to where he's not going to do that on every single offensive possession. I don't, he, like I said, he is way mature than your average rookie, which works in his favor. So what are the chances that he starts to do that? Maybe as the season progresses, we start to see uh, Nick Pervix start to really maybe emphasize more of his offensive game. Because like I said, the defensive part is for him, especially is very instinctual and, and, you know, him going to college, uh, you know, that's a, that's a big deal. And that, that, in in college that built a lot of maturity for defensemen and and you know you see it with him the way he's played this year so what are the chances that we we start to see in the second half at least of this nhl season or the regular season and and potentially the playoffs that we start to see nick pervix's offensive numbers start to shoot up a little bit more he starts to score at a little bit of a higher rate um food for thought for lightning fans so that my grade for Nick Pervix, I will say A, A, because I think what you expected of him, I think you expected him to just fill the role of placeholder uh, for Zach Bogosian while he was out, you know, Eric Chernak out here and there, Victor Hedman missed the game. Um, you really expected him to just be a placeholder and been, and then be sent back to Syracuse and no he has forced John Cooper to not only keep him in the lineup but keep him on this team and in a year where we all thought Cal Foot was going to be the guy to take that next step surprise surprise a guy named Nick Pervix uh rook 24 year old rookie steps in and snatches from snatches that spot from him so wrapping things up 
we're talking goaltenders. We're talking goaltenders real quick. Now we're going to start with Brian Elliott because I want to wrap it up with Andre Vasilevsky. Brian Elliott, I think out of the last couple of years, you know, I, I love that the lightning continue to find backup goaltenders who were once very good goaltenders. I mean, Brian Elliott, I think has like one of the, he has the fourth, one of the fourth greatest goals against average uh, in an NHL season ever uh, during his time with St. Louis uh, at one point, one of the better goaltenders in the, in the NHL. And I, and I love that the, the, the lightning find these guys that um, they, they don't have to play a lot of games and they're still very much effective. I think Brian Elliott, maybe I'm a little biased with this. Uh, one of the better uh backup goaltenders uh, in the league right now. He's one of those guys where, I mean, you look at his performance last year, nine games played, 11 wins, uh, a shutout, which I remember that game. That was, that just showed you that, you know, these, the lightning really uh, struck gold with him as a backup. And this year he is, he's done a very good job through 12 games, uh, nine wins, uh, not a shutout yet, but uh, a guy that really, you know, not, as quick or you know with the reflexes or you know quick with to certain sides of of the of the crease as maybe some other goaltenders but he's smart out there he's willing to he he's able to weather the storm and that's that shows his his veteran experience and and really i gotta give uh brian elliott a a b plus i mean only just because an a because he's only played 12 games um so that is what it is but uh Brian Elliott, like I said, one of the better uh, backup goaltenders in the league, and and definitely the best goal, uh, one of the a better choice uh, out of you know potential backups to have behind Andre Vasilevsky. And speaking of Andre Vasilevsky, this has been a conversation that we've been having all season long about Vazzy. Um little bit down in terms of where he is compared to other goaltenders. But keep in mind with Andre Vasilevsky, if you look at his numbers uh, this season compared to where they were the year he won the Vezina, not too far off. And one has to think, has his performance taken a dip or is the goaltending across the league just gotten better? And, And I'm inclined to say that the goaltending has just gotten better. I mean, you look at some of the stats of some of the top goaltenders in the league that statistically are at the top of the league, or or if you just want to look predominantly in the Vezina Trophy race, these are video game numbers. These are these are really stats that are I don't think you could sustain throughout the course of an entire season. Uh, for example, I, I bring this up every day, but Linus Olmark from the Boston Bruins just having an insane year. I believe last time I checked, his goals against average was under two, which that's not gonna that's not gonna really that's not gonna hold up. I I, I think he's gonna go through a rough patch, and you know we're we're gonna see somewhat of a dip in his his goals against average. But if you look at Vasilevsky, thirty three games played this year, twenty wins. Uh, no shutouts, which is fine. A uh, safe percentage of nine one six. You know, pretty much around what you you would expect uh, a, from him. 
So, you know what? I know the saves thing. I've been making a big deal about it all season long. But with Vazzy, I feel like, and and you could see from the 1920 season, uh, once he gets a couple of shutouts under his belt, I mean, he just goes on an absolute tear. And, and I think that we're going to really start to see uh, John Cooper. I mean, we saw it over the past month with him, but we're going to start to see John Cooper, I really think, start to let Vazzy off the leash a little bit. What I mean by that is that in the beginning of the year, uh, John Cooper wasn't really playing Vasilevsky that much just because he played him way too much at the end of last season. And then there were certain nights where Vasilevsky just looked mentally and physically drained. Um, but I think this year, you know, he's done a good job of really of really kind of reining him back early on, getting him the rest when he really needs it. And you're starting to see him, especially over the end of December uh, and, and definitely in this month of January, we're starting to see him start to to let him uh, go out there and, and play back to backs and, and, you know, give him time off against you know some of the lesser teams and, and keep him fresh against the better teams so Vasilevsky I'm going to give him a b minus just because I feel like there are certain moments throughout this season thus far where even though as great as he's been up until this point um he lets in just like these little rinky dink goals and and I think that that's something as a veteran goaltender who we all consider to be at the top of of his class and the top of his position, uh, you can't can't be having that. Uh, that's not something that is going to be able to help you to continue to be successful forward. Because at the end of the day, it's not going to be the highlight goals that beat you. It's going to be the little ones, the little tappins, the 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 ones where the goaltender really should have stopped it and it and it squeaks through. Uh, those are going to be the ones that are going to come back to bite you and haunt you. Uh, in the later stages of the game. So let me know below what you think uh, about our grades. What do you, th- where, what are your grades? Where do they rank against mine? Um, and yeah, I, we're definitely going to do a, a grading at the end of the year, take a look back on these segments and, and see how these players have really progressed uh, since then. So in the meantime, we'll be back tomorrow to recap tonight's game against the Minnesota Wild. Uh, the Lightning conclude their series against uh, the Wild tonight at Amelie. So check that out, and we'll be back tomorrow, like I said. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.